Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM. I'm Jacob Stoller from the Hockey News alongside George Nasios. And the first game we'll get to of many games of NHL action tonight is the Ottawa Senators visiting the Montreal Canadiens. What are we thinking for this one? Yeah, so I think this might be a bit of a revenge game for the Habs, but Ottawa's owned them lately. So the best bet I see here is to take the over 6.5 goals. It's paying 1.72 to 1. Usually the over-under odds are really close to 1.9 to 1, but this line is kind of low for these two teams. So over 6.5 goals, 1.72 to 1 at BetMGM. Still good odds, a good payout for a bet that's likely going to hit. And why is it going to hit? Well, um, these teams just can't keep the puck out of the net. That's the main reason. Montreal's allowing four goals per game since Christmas. Ottawa's allowing 3.92 goals against per game since Christmas. The Habs are 31st in goals against, and they're 31st in the league in shots allowed per game since the Christmas break. So Habs defense is a mess. Jake Allen's also starting for the Habs, and Jake Allen's a veteran, but Sam Montembeau looks like the better goalie in the crease for the Habs this year. He's Jake Allen's really struggled the last two years. He's got a combined goals against if you average the last two years of over three and a half goals per game, save percentage of under 900. If you have a, and if you have a save percentage under 900 as a goalie and your team is allowing 35 shots per game, that's not a good recipe. That means the the Sens should score at least four tonight. So um, for all those reasons, the over here at BetMGM 1.72 to one is my best bet. Yeah. Since January 1st, Montreal is 28th in goals against and Ottawa is 32. I mean, you know, it's not like either. Well, Ottawa's got a good offense. It's not like Montreal. Have given up 15 goals in their last two games? Sorry to cut yeah. you off. No, they lost yeah. nine four and yeah. to the Bruins and six two to Ottawa. I mean, I, like so that kind of scares me. Like maybe they'll buckle down tonight, but I just these two teams together, I don't see it. No, no, I agree. I think Ottawa has the firing power too. Um, now for props, individual, yeah. there's going to be a lot of scoring, which means probably there'll be a lot of shots. Any props exactly. you like? Yeah, so I mentioned how the Habs are allowing a ton of shots on goal lately. And one of the guys who I think will benefit this from this and, you know, maybe get a point or two, but definitely, like, throw some shots on net is Josh Norris. Everybody thinks of Tim Stutzla as the Sens' number one center, but the fact is Josh Norris is the one centering Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux right now, the Sens' top line. So they're probably going to get a lot of chances. Josh Norris has at least four shots on net in each of the last two games. If you bet on him to register over two and a half shots tonight, it pays 1.95 to one. Pretty good odds, considering he has eight shots on goal the last two games combined, four each. So I like that. Take Josh Norris to get at least three shots on goal, paying 1.95 to one. He's not the guy that's talked about a lot on the send. So I think that's why maybe his odds are really good here. But I really love that bet tonight. Moving on to the Dallas Stars facing the Detroit Red Wings. There's, uh, you know, there's obviously offensive firepower on both teams. Mm-hmm. Granted, you know, neither of the two have been high octane scorers as much lately. Yeah. Um, for that reason, like when you said lately, the key word there, I'm taking the under here, 6.5, under 6.5 goals. It pays 1.91 to one. It's, I see a bit of a goalie duel here. It's Jake Ottinger versus Alex Lyon in net. Now, we saw the Lion King go on a crazy run with Florida last year, and then it kind of fell off a bit in the playoffs. So 
you know, it's too soon to crown him a legit number one goaltender. But Detroit has three goaltenders this year. They've yep. each played a similar amount of games. And Crazy. Alex Lyon's numbers are way, way better than Billy Huso and James Reiner. Like those guys, I think both have save percentages under 900. Alex Lyon has the third best save percentage in the league. Um, his goals against is 2.47 per, per game. And Jake Ottinger, although he's not having the season he has in the past, he struggled he's a bit this up. year. He's been he, missed a, he missed a month of action with injury. I do see a bit of a goalie battle here. On top of that, the they haven't been both teams haven't been scoring a lot lately when you combine them with the opponent, their opponents. The Stars have only score had over six goals scored in their games once in their last five games. And conversely, the Red Wings have only exceeded six goals with their opponent once in their last seven games. So with the over underline at six and a half, and what I expect to be a highly competitive game where Red Wings team battling for a wild card spot in that ultra tight Eastern Conference and a really good Dallas Stars team. I really like the under here. Six and a half goals, pays 1.91 to one. Those are really good odds as well. You know, speaking of how no one's really talking about, we mentioned Josh Norris last game. I feel like the league still somehow doesn't talk enough about Joe Pavelski. Like even, oh, man. even at this age, like even at 39 years old, he's still close to a point per game player and one of the most consistent players for the Stars this year. This, is, this guy is unreal. Yeah. Like, unreal. To be honest, in my hockey pool, which is kind of like a pure points pool, I got him in like the 12th round. There's only like seven guys in the pool. So, you know, I got him around the 80th spot. And I'm like, I think guys are just waiting for him to fall off. He right. had about 80 points last year. And was it last year? He had 77 um, last year. And the year before was 81. He got back-to-back -back like high 70s, low 80 points. He averages a point a game. Yeah. And Correct me, I don't know if you remember this, but correct me if I'm wrong, maybe Connor will look it up and eventually tell us, but I think he got knocked out in the playoffs last year, and he came back, his first game back, he had four goals in a game. Do you remember this, or am I like... Yeah, no, I know. Last... I think this yeah. was, was this two years ago? Was it I can't... two years ago? But like... That's probably the producer. Maybe he'll look it up for us, but yeah. I do know what you're referencing. And this guy, this guy scores goals. Like, he'll get in the dirty areas, you know? You don't think of Pavelski as a... But he scores so many goals off tip-ins and rebounds. You're right, by the way. It was last year. It was last year? There yeah. you go. So, I mean, this guy is just a huge competitor. Other than Sidney Crosby, I can't really think of anybody who's younger. I can't think of anybody playing at this age. We're seeing the fall-off with Ovechkin this year. There is no fall-off with Joe Pavelski. So, I'm glad you brought it up. Because I like, there's a pre-built uh, same-game parlay at BetM, BetMGM. You pick Pavelski to score. They played each other once this year, by the way, Dallas and Detroit, and Pavelski scored against them. You take Pavelski to score. I do like the Stars to squeak out a win. And the under 6.5 goals, which is our main bet, pays you out 8-1 to one odds. So I want to throw a ton of cash on it. But you throw 10 bucks on it, you get paid out $80 if it hits. It's pretty good. So I would take that. Next up, the Tampa Bay Lightning are visiting the Philadelphia Flyers. Heading into this mm. year, you would have marked each team as Lightning contender. Flyers, eh, whatever. They'll be signed at the deadline. Hasn't worked that way. The Flyers are legit, man. They're a legit playoff team playing some yeah. awesome hockey. They still might. If they trail a little bit, we still might see them sell, as Tortorella kind of alluded to, which would be hilarious. Um, the Lightning kind of uh, looks like the end of this era, at least at this point kind of a difficult matchup here do we like the hot hand do we like the legacy pick what are we thinking yeah i'm taking tampa here on the money line 
they have pretty good odds here at 1.91 to 1. Excuse me, sorry. Uh, I don't see, uh, I mean, not that I don't see, but it's not a drop-off, but Philly has lost two in a row. They lost sure. 7-4 to the Avs. They lost uh, 5-3, I believe, to the Sens in their previous game. So I think everybody's waiting for the other shoe to drop with Philly just because they don't have the talent. But, you know, Torts, it's – sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, I shouldn't have – I was going to say that Tampa, too, low-key, pretty hot recently. Yeah, they lost their last game, a tight matchup against Detroit, who they're battling for that playoff spot. We just talked about Detroit, 2-1. But previous to that, they'd won five in a row. Andre Vasilevsky's really picked up his game late. He's looking like the Andre Vasilevsky of, of old. And Tampa, who's been scoring goals with the best of them, we all know about their offense this season, they're keeping the puck out of net. I believe they've only allowed 12 goals in their last six games, so only two allowed per game. Against the fly, going against the Flyers team that is winning with defense. They don't put the puck in the net. They're 23rd in the league in offense. You know, I think Philly has gone. We all talk about when a coach gets fired and a new coach comes on. Those teams get that new coach boost. Philly's getting what I like to call the early torts boost. Mm -hmm. Torts is a coach that is good for the first one, two, three years with the team. Then by year four or five, his is, you know, the way he goes about things. Once his expectations, it, it goes out the door. Yeah, uh, I think players get sick of some things with him and it kind of wears off. But his first year or two, he really can raise the level of a team like no other coach. Like we're seeing with Philly this year. Who picked Philly to be in the playoffs? No one. Like, you look at that defense. They traded Provorov and it's like, how are they getting it done? But tonight, I just like Tampa to, as the season goes on, the cream's going to rise to the crop. And I think these teams like Philly are going to drop off a bit. Vasilevsky's expected to start. He's 14 and three with a two, uh, sorry, a 12 and three with a career 2.24 goals against against Philly and a 930 save percentage. So these teams are only se uh, separated by three points as well. I like Tampa to get the win on the road tonight. And Philly's not that good at home either. As well as good as they've been this season, they haven't been good at home. I think that saying that Nikita Kucherov is underrated would be completely ill-advised like, i think that we're, the league like everybody knows how good cooch is doing second in points one behind nate mack and all that in yeah. turn obviously he'll be in the heart trophy discussion but i've said it before i just i don't see him winning and it's just because he's a winger man like i don't think his performance this season relative to the other guys nate mack mcdavid so on so forth even connor hellebuck i don't think it's up to snuff for him to win yeah i mean I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, the odds are pretty good, though. They're 4.8 to 1 for a guy that's just a point back on McKinnon. McKinnon's, like, he had a four-point game, but he's a big favorite. And look, like you said, Kucherov's a winger. McKinnon just does a bit more, you know? Like, uh, so he's a center, which centers always get more of the accolades if there's similarities. He's on a better team. Tampa's going to have to probably squeak into the playoffs which i think they will but colorado might finish first in their division so the odds are pretty good but yeah i don't see them winning it either for the similar reasons to what you mentioned next up the vegas golden knights are visiting the new york islanders islanders got a bit of a patrick Waugh bump um that where did that out. come from man i don't even know man it was i i honestly thought it was a one of those fake accounts or whatever, because it was like, all right, that'd be kind of funny. Lou hired me too. I had to triple check it. I triple checked it. My jaw dropped. Patrick was back. 
um, in the NHL for uh, Lou Lamorello and the New York Islanders. Islanders expectedly have a little bit of a bump so far, like with a victory over the Stars in their debut. Golden Good Knights, batter team that's slumping. Do we give the Isles a bit more runway here? I do. I do. And it's a. Uh... I think I'd be probably like hitting the Islanders until they lose. They beat a good Dallas Stars team in Patrick Waugh's debut. They were down 2-1, came back for a 3-2 victory. And they were on a skid. They were on a skid with uh, Lane Lambert there. So, um, you know, I think Patrick Wise, he's the type of coach he's going to say and get, get the most out of that team. And, you know, he's a proven winner. So I like the coach bump here. Islanders, the odds actually aren't that great against a good Vegas team. They're paying 1.65 to one. But Vegas is playing the second end of a back-to-back as well. Uh, don't have to travel much because they lost 6-5 in overtime to Jersey yesterday. And I don't know if you saw it, but Bruce Cassidy tore a strip off his team post game. He really lit into them, said they played with like no defensive structure, that they totally deserve to lose the game, and they've got what was coming to them for the way they played. Another guy I think is a really good coach. But Vegas has been terrible on the road lately. They've lost seven in a row on the road. Patrick Waugh, coach bump, struggling Vegas team, coach calling the team out. I just, I think the Isles are the pick here. The odds aren't the greatest at 1.65 to one, but that's the bet I definitely, definitely like. And the Isles have maintained a spot in the playoff race, but they, they aren't in the playoff picture, but they're in the discussion and they have to keep winning if they want to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. I, I think if there's any coach bump, like, fired coach that motivates the team it's this islanders team there's a familiarity between that group as it is they're not horrible okay like they're they're very much in it and also i think that they're one or two tweaks away from getting into the playoffs that's a lower bar per se but i think they they get it together with a new voice in the room so yeah no i I definitely agree with you um and the vegas has just been abysmal and it's it's not gonna change anytime soon um, next up, the Washington Capitals are visiting the Minnesota Wild. The Wild and Capitals are in similar spots. Both teams came to the year with the intention of contending. Both are on the outside looking in, but neither are out of the race at this point. Yeah, that's right. I think uh, Washington kind of surprised for me. Uh, I thought they'd be terrible this year, but um, not that he has a Spence. Is it Spencer Carberry, I think, is their, the name yep. of their coach? Uh, he used to be with the Leafs organization, but... He's done a great job with that team. Um, you know, and if Ovechkin was able to score at half the pace we expect him to, maybe they'd have a few more wins on the board so far. But uh, they've ha- played a really defensive game. And having said that, their over-under lines a lot this year have been around five and a half goals, which is where it is tonight. But I like the over tonight against a Minnesota team that's filling the net with goals lately. So over 5.5 goals is paying 1.83 to one. Minnesota has scored 19 goals in their last four games. They're averaging almost five goals per game on their own over their last five. Kaprizov's been activated. Kaprizov's back. So he took a couple, what I like to call, there's all that discussion over what Dylan did to him and then what Ryan Hartman did to Cole Perfetti. Um, Dylan hit him with a couple kind of cross checks. The second one, which I think is dirty which I thought didn't think needs to be out of the game, especially like, I guess he didn't break a rib or Kaprizov wouldn't be back so soon, but Kaprizov missed about a week, a week and a half of action. He's got his legs back under him and he scored a hat trick last game. Yeah. I mean, this guy's a superstar. I love Kiro Kaprizov. So I think five and a half is a really low total. So grab it while you can. Odds are 1.83 to one at BetMGM. And even when you look at the caps, 
They've allowed 23 goals in seven road games in January. So their average, they're allowing 3.3 goals per game on the road this month. Yeah. Um, so combine that with Minnesota's scoring antics as of late. And, you know, the, the Wild are also going to let in a few goals. They're not the best defensive team. So I see definitely over five and a half goals here. And I love it at 1.83 to one at that uh, over under total line of five and a half. You know, when you look at, the wild a lot of people obviously Kaprizov is is the knee-jerk reaction for a lot of us but man Brock Faber like this guy's a horse rookie and he's just started to score some points too which is pretty crazy he's been logging like it feels like 25 minutes a night night yeah. in night out now he's got that offensive punch there too Bedard's out he's still skating even though he can't eat solid foods do we take Brock Faber in the Calder it might be time this is your guy. You've been talking to the, about this guy since the start of the year. And I was looking at more offensive players in the Calder race to challenge Bedard, like Logan Cooley and Adam Fantilli. But you know what? This guy is, to me, the second betting. He is the second betting favorite, betting favorite tied with Luke Hughes of New Jersey at 6-1 to one odds to win the Calder. And it was just announced today that Bedard's likely going to miss another six weeks. Mm-hmm. Bedard's going to get hard-pressed to play 60 games this year. It is going to be really tough to give the Calder to Connor Bedard if he doesn't even play 60 games. When you got this defenseman, who's the number one blue liner as a rookie on the wild, especially now with Jared Spurgeon out for the rest of the season, like you said, he's averaging around 25 minutes a game. He's 11th in the league, not amongst rookies. He's 11th in the league on uh, in ice time per game. Shows how much they trust him. Trust him. He's a plus five on a not very good team so far this year. And he is second in points next to Bedard. He's tied for second in points in the Calder race. How can you, six to one odds, bet it while you can. It's six to one at BetMGM. I I love this bet right now. I love this bet right now at six to one odds. I just don't see Bedard taking it anymore if he can't play 60 games, unless he comes back and goes on a tear even more so than the way he started this season. Like, I love this bet. I can't say it enough. In his last four games, he has six points, Faber. Seven in his last eight, I'm pretty sure, as well. You know, I, I'm i pretty sure it was recently I said, I can't see him not giving to Bedard and all these things. But now with the recent injury update and the more realistic timeline, I think you're right. It's kind of hard not to give it to Brock Faber at this point, like at the way that things are going. And I was expecting Bedard to come back maybe just after the All-Star break because he can use wear the visor, but I guess they're being ultra careful with them or it's a bad break. I'm not sure, but it was the news was out today. Expected to miss another six weeks. He's missed already two, three weeks. So he's going to – you don't play 60 games unless you have nobody competing with you. Yeah, I don't think you're going to win the award, and this guy is competing. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. Like, it's not like he's a consolation prize. This guy, what he's doing this year is 100% Calder-worthy, and it's spectacular. Like, it's, and, In my yeah. opinion, it's more impressive than what Beniers did last year. By and far. it's so hard to play big minutes as a rookie defenseman in this league. Huge it's so hard. Like it, elite you know, level minutes. Yeah, it usually takes, a lot of coaches say, for defensemen to become good in this league, 200 to 300 games. This guy is carrying the blue liners on his back on this team. And if they make a run, if they somehow slide into the playoffs too, I mean, I think the conversation's over. Like, it's gonna, yeah. So, I mean, doesn't look like they're going to get in, but I wouldn't write them off just yet. But I love this bet. To me, he's the favorite. Considering how much time Bedard's going to miss, 
I six would, to one odds at bet yeah, MGM. Jump bet on it. it now because those odds are going to shorten and shorten and shorten as time goes on. Yeah, to me, like you'd know better than me, but why is Brock Faber's odds at this point, even with all the body of work we've seen, even with Luke Hughes? Like to me, like it doesn't seem like Luke Hughes is in that echelon. I think Not Luke Hughes, off, but you know, I think Luke Hughes is a more offensively dynamic defenseman. Um, right. I think uh, he might have a few more highlight reel plays. He has more name recognition just due to the fact he's got a couple superstar brothers in the league. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why he's tied with them because, I mean, even having said, talked about he's more of an o- offensive player. Um, Faber's got more points than him this year. Yeah. So um, I mean. he has more goals, but I don't know why they're tied to be. That's a good question, uh, Jacob. I don't know the odds. I just tell you where to put your money on the odds. So no, take yeah. Brock Faber at 6-1 to one at BetMGM right now to win the Calder Trophy. 100%. There's no doubt about that. Next up, St. Louis Blues are visiting the Calgary Flames. Two teams right around the same point, actually, just outside of the wild card picture in the Western Conference. Over under, uh, win, money line. What do we like? I like the underdogs here. I like the Blues on the money line. They're, they got really good odds. It's 2.4 to 1 to win on the road tonight. The Blues have actually, I don't know how many, how much people take this into account when judging when teams are facing each other, but the Blues have really owned the Flames. Yeah, in recent times, um, they've won eight of the last 10 head to head meetings against Calgary. Calgary had a little hot spill there. They were rolling along, looking pretty good. Then they lost to a desperate Toronto team. And then they lost the Battle of Alberta on the weekend to the Oilers. So they've lost two in a row. They're kind of sliding. Um, and I think they're ripe for the picking here for a St. Louis team that has really played them well lately. And um, they've taken, uh, sorry. They, they, St. Louis has taken five of the last six head-to-head meetings between the two in Calgary as well. So the road doesn't really make a difference here, a road game when these two teams meet. They've owned them. Calgary's on a slide. I think St. Louis takes this game. It'll probably be a tight one, but at 2.4 to 1 odds, I really like that bet for um, St. Louis tonight. And as well, uh, Jacob Markstrom is supposed to return uh, between the pipes for Calgary tonight after missing just over a week of action. Could get him a little right rusty coming back from injury. So that's another point to consider tonight. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, Jordan Kyra and Robert Thomas are both playing, you know, at the level we expect from them. Seven points in eight in their last eight games for each of them. Yeah, it's always dicey when a goaltender is coming back from an injury, especially one where we don't know the exact details of it. Um, mm. So that's actually for sure something interesting to note. Let's move on to our next game. Columbus Blue Jackets are visiting the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to assume that the odds for the Oilers to win are not very juicy, but I think the over-under is where you're leaning. I am. I am. The odds for the Oilers to win aren't very juicy. I think the Oilers are going to win. The odds for the Oilers to win by two aren't very juicy. I'd say there's a good chance they might win by two, but I actually like a bet that probably people wouldn't think think that is a good bet tonight. I like under seven goals. So... The over-under is pegged at a pretty high total of seven goals. The under pays 1.8 to 1. And I'm seeing a change in this Oilers team that actually for the first time makes me consider they can win the Stanley Cup. I completely agree with you. They are winning not by outscoring teams 6-3 to and winning 7-5. to They're winning based on defense lately. Um, They're getting great goaltending that I don't don't think will hold up. 
But I also don't think Stuart Skinner was as terrible as he started the season as well. So he's oh, I... playing he's playing out of his mind right now. But the Oilers as a team are playing a much more defensively structured game. Edmonton has not combined to score over seven goals with their opponent a single time in the new year. Mm-hmm. And they played eight games and won all eight of them during that span. So is Can this going to be the, go another stat? Since yeah. December 1st, three best goaltending teams, save percentage, last since December 1st. Winnipeg Jets, number one. Seattle Kraken, number two. Wow. Number three, Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. And um, I guess we know about the Oilers because they're winning streak. I wouldn't have guessed Seattle, but most people never would have guessed Edmonton as well. Obviously, the Jets with Hellebuck and that, you know, they're a defensive team. But yeah, they've been they've been exceptional defensively lately. So they've only allowed 22 goals during their 13-game winning streak. They're allowing under two goals per game. And yeah, when you talk about Columbus as well, they've only exceeded seven goals with their opponent once in their last 12 games. So we have all the makings with a high betting line. We have all the makings of hitting the under here. And also... These two teams have only topped seven goals once in their last eight head-to-head matchups. So this this game, if they top seven goals, it's going to be an anomaly. So at 1.8 to 1 at BetMGM, I love under seven goals. But I am looking at a less heralded player on the Oilers to hit an overprop tonight. Really? Who's yeah. that? Yeah, well, I, I've seen Leon Dreisaitl's really turned it up in the last couple weeks for Edmonton. But... Combined with that, he's playing with Warren Fogle and Evander Kane, and those guys are reaping the benefits as well. I like Warren Fogle over 0.5 points to get at least a point tonight. Like it pays that. two to one. He's paying he's paying two to one odds at BetMGM to get at least a point. He's got 10 points in his last nine games. And that line has really seemed to develop some chemistry. Dry's idols really come on as of late, and Fogel's reaping some benefits there. So Fogel to get at least a point, being paying two to one at BetMGM. And also take the under on this game, under seven goals. Connor McDavid's heart trophy odds getting longer. It's uh this could be an interesting time, depending on what you're gauging the value at. But I will say if the Oilers continue on this pace or close to, sorry, because they're gonna eventually start to lose. They will the not continue at this pace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Uh if they continue to play as cl- or close to as well as they're playing, I think McDavid's gonna really make it tough for some voters between him and Nate Mack. It's a good bet. Three and a half to one. It's a good bet at those odds. It's a really good bet. It's Connor McDavid. It's uh it's getting Wayne Gretzky at three and a half to one odds, basically, you know, when he's not favored to in his prime to win the Hart trophy. So I think it's worth worth the wager. And he is not producing at the pace he has the last couple of years, but you know what? He's playing a better all-around game. And you we've seen this with superstar players before. We saw it with Steve Eiserman in Detroit. He had 150, 130 plus point seasons, 50 goals, 60 goals. He didn't win the cup till he committed more defensively and committed to an all around game. Connor McDavid had one point against the Leafs last week. I watched the whole game. They won 3 2. I think he got a secondary assist on the winning goal. He was incredible. Mm-hmm. It did not matter how many points he got, he was the best player by far in the ice. He was leveling every Leafs player in sight in the first first period he was playing back fourth and when he plays a complete game it's better for the team and that's why i like him as a stanley cup contender and i think voters will take note of that he'll still finish with uh, around 120 points at least so don't three and a half to one odds i think that's a great bet on the best player in the nhl 
I would agree. Next up, Buffalo Sabres visiting the Anaheim Ducks. This isn't a toilet toilet bowl like when San Jose plays Chicago, but uh, <laughs> it's in the it's maybe the urinal bowl because it's in the I vicinity, gotta, eh? Yeah, it's in the same sphere. Two teams yeah. so out of it. Young talent. Well, du- the Ducks' young talent's all banged up. They trade some of their other ones. Like Sabres are just same old story. I don't know. I mean, do you go with the better team? Do you go for the fact they both can't save a puck? They're like dependent on it. It's uh, I can't. I don't know. It's going to be tough for me unless Anaheim shows me something to ever say bet the Ducks to win a game. Home, road, opponent, doesn't matter. So I like the Sabres here. They're paying 1.62 to one on the money line. Uh, they're both not very good teams, but the Sabres are just a better team. Like, yeah. hands down, they're a better team. The Ducks were two, up 2 nothing on the Rangers at home the other night. Blew the lead, lost 5-2, and it was like you knew it was going to happen. You knew it was inevitable. I actually, like... Tell people, if you see a team like the Ducks up a goal or two, bet the in play the other team during the game because you're going to get good odds on the other team to win. So I'd watch out for that if the Sabres go down tonight. In play the Sabres to win the game. Yeah. The Ducks are the worst team in the league since November 6th. San Jose just had a 12-game losing streak. And the Ducks are the better. worst team in the league since Brutal. November 6th. They've won just 8 of 35 games. Yeah, they're horrible. Yeah, I cannot, I cannot recommend ever to bet on the Ducks. I looked at the over-under line. I don't really like that. I just like Buffalo to win here. They've been pretty decent in the new year. They've won five of eight games, and they beat the teams they're supposed to. They beat Ottawa. They beat Chicago. And they're going to beat Anaheim in my mind tonight. They also might get a bit of a boost offensively. Jeff Skinner is expected to make a re- return. And they've won four of their last five meeting between these two squads in Anaheim. So... I really like the Sabres here at 1.62 to 1 at BetMGM. This is just a gut feeling, but this this game screams Razzis Dahlin goal. That's all I'll say. I okay. can totally see it. Okay. Check that, that. check that in the player props, peeps. Last game we'll get to. The New York Rangers are facing the San Jose Sharks. Sharks have actually won two in a row in three of their last six. So we should give a little wow. applause there. That's pretty wow. low bar. but Better, better than the Ducks. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, everyone is. So what are we thinking on this one? I actually like the Sharks on the puck line here. I like the underdogs at plus 1.5 to keep this game. If they lose, to make that they only lose by one goal. Um, the odds for them on the puck line are 2.1 to 1 at home. The Rangers, this is the last game of a four-game Western road trip for the Rangers. They started in Vegas. They also played LA, um, San Jose, uh, Anaheim, and they're ending up in San Jose here. So they're probably eager to, to get home. They might be looking past the San Jose team, which a lot of teams do. But San Jose's proved streaky this year with their bad play and their good play. They started the season on a 10 or 11 game losing streak. Um, Then they got it together in the middle. They were at least a 500 team, maybe even better. And then they lost another 12 in a row. But lately, they've won three in their last six. During In those six games, they've only lost one game by two goals or more. And in the last 10 head-to-head contests with the Rangers... The Rangers have only won by two goals or more against the Sharks two times. So combining and putting everything together, I think the Sharks will manage to keep it close tonight. I wouldn't bet them to win, but I will. I do count on them to keep it close. You might see overtime or a shootout where the Rangers' talent would win out, but I really like those odds at 2.1 to 1 at BetMGM for the Sharks at plus 1.5. Pick the underdogs. And the Rangers, we talked about it a lot, but not doing that great recently. Four, five, and one, their last 10. 
they haven't been the most kind of imposing team to play against. So I would agree with you on that. Keep keep the uh, margin slim there. Yeah, exactly. And they were playing some teams on this road trip that have really been struggling. You know, the LA Kings are a good team, but they've really been struggling. The Anaheim Ducks, who we just talked about, they were down 2-0 to them. They're a disaster, but they pulled that win out. Even Vegas, who they started the road trip on, that's another team that's kind of been struggling and has a lot yeah. of big injuries. So they might look past San Jose, last game of a four-game road trip. Take the Sharks here. I think it's a decent bet. I like that. All right. Well, with that, we will conclude today's edition of the Hockey News Action Show presented by our friends at BetMGM. Thank you to George Nazios for joining me as always. And please bet responsibly. We'll see you guys next time.